Hello and welcome to the English Waffle, a podcast aimed at advanced English language learners who want to improve their listening skills by listening to real conversations. My name's Owen and this is a bonus episode um, where I'm not talking to Mike at all. Uh, I'm talking to somebody else. In fact, I'm talking to uh, one of my students, Artyom, um, in a recording taken from uh, one of our weekly chats. Uh, the idea here is to widen the, the circle of the English waffle and include a range of proficiency levels and in doing so widen the circle of world Englishes, um, which is something we discuss in episode 37, We Are Foreigners. So if you're interested in hearing a bit more about that, uh, listen to episode 37. As you will hear, Artyom is a good English waffler and is able to take part in the conversation with apparent ease. Um, but there are some notable things to pick up on. I'll mention some of them at the end, and you'll be able to find an episode guide with more observations uh, in the members area of the English Waffle website. Um, I'll be back at the end with some comments on the episode and uh, some more info about the English Waffle project. And you can also find more information on the website englishwaffle.co.uk. Let's get waffling. Welcome to the English Waffle, where we'll talk about random stuff. We'll take you on a journey where you'll find out soon enough that listening to the Waffle is an entertaining way of sharing with you foreigners the things that British people say. Woo! So join us on the Waffle and strap yourselves in. Ten whole earth in minutes of English listening. Kind of half rotten pumpkins lying around, and they were all back at the farm, in on shelves and in containers. And you could go and pick pick them from there and go and buy them, but you couldn't actually pick your own because they'd all they'd all gone. So it's a bit disappointing, mm. actually. So I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a pumpkin hanging on the plant. Have you seen mm. that before? Have you, have you actually? Uh, I suppose they're not hanging on the plants, they're lying on the earth, <laughs> on the ground. Yeah, because they're pretty heavy, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, but that was, that was all right. It was, it was fun. Yeah. Good, good to be out and out and about in the fresh air. And um, is, is that, is it, is it, uh, you know, people warming up for Halloween over there in Ireland? Is it a big thing over there? or? Yeah, yeah, it's a big, it? it's a big thing here. And uh, I don't have a lot of experience, so I don't know. I have only, you know, I've been yeah. here for <laughs> only for a small period of time, and uh, there uh, there are a lot of decorations, um, and people, you know, decorate the houses, uh, and even we put, you know, Happy Halloween. <laughs> you've got it. You've, you've got a little sign up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, the times that you. Clue, uh, I don't know how. Like you stick it, something stick like it, stick it to the window. Yes, or... yes, stick it to the window yeah. and some uh, a, a skull and some you know eyes around <laughs> it. So. Nice, nice. Okay, so you've done your bit. You've you, you've contributed to the to the overall feeling as uh, as Halloween. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, is it is it something you're particularly bothered about? Is it a Russian thing or? Oh no, it's absolutely not Russian. Not right. not Russian thing. Right. It's not really, it's not really a British thing either. <laughs> Some, something we borrowed from the uh, from the Americans. 
Because almost everyone borrowed from yeah. uh, <laughs> from them. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I mean, I certainly when when we were young, mm -hmm. I don't think we did anything at all related to mm -hmm. to Halloween. Interesting. And yeah, isn't the um... I, I, I don't remember exactly, but I suppose origins uh, of Halloween is Irish. Now it's uh... oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? Uh, I didn't. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I, I suppose Irish claim that uh, they Irish person Irish Irish person invented a tractor, and uh, <laughs> Irish and Irish person, you know they. Um, quite inventive and they did a lot of stuff that we use uh, that all hu humankind use today and uh, in Russia we have expressions that Russia is um, motherland I, I don't know I don't know proper words but Russia is motherland of elephants Russia Russia is the motherland of elephants yeah, something like that. Okay, well, you're, you're, I'm, I'm lost now. We've got Ireland invented the pumpkin or Halloween because they because they created tractors or they invented tractors, and Russia, no, no. <laughs> Russia is the motherland of elephants. Now I'm, now I'm really confused. Um, the idea here is that uh, Ireland claim that uh, origins of uh, Halloween. Is Irish it oh, yeah. came from uh, came from, uh, come from Irish culture, uh, from I suppose from early Celtic culture, right? And uh, here, here in Ireland, they claim that they invented tractor, they invented a lot of other stuff. <laughs> right, and, I see what you mean. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. And in Russia, we have the same idea that uh, there are no elephants in Russia at all, except zoos. It's right, uh, right. Yeah, so. But uh, some people in Russia claim that we invented that, we invented that, this and that. <laughs> it's, it's quite interesting, isn't it, how different countries lay claim to inventing different things. And um, I think the Spanish are quite, are not really well known for inventing anything in particular. But there is one invention that they're very proud of. I think, I think they've got two, actually. I'm not sure... Uh, I think one of them is 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 pretty well documented, uh, and that's the 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 mop. They invented mm. the mop, you know, the thing you use to clean the the kitchen mm. or the kitchen floor. And I think they lay claim to inventing mayonnaise as well. Uh, sorry, there was. Uh, I think they problem. lay claim to inventing mayonnaise. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that it was made by some chef in france yeah i've heard a similar story but you know uh, <laughs> it's like it's like a competition isn't it? everybody tries to dig up evidence of their own um, uh, inventions you cannot tell it in spain <laughs> well no no you can't say that no you can't say that in spain they, they won't listen to you anyway uh, <laughs> uh, what about russia though don't you have do you have like a uh, something that you are pretty confident came from russia uh, really, a lot of stuff were yeah. invented uh, in Russia because you know it's um, um, all, all in all, uh, Russia. Were, Russia is quite a developed country in terms of uh, technology, especially in military technology. For example, the first uh, satellite was uh, developed and uh, sent to the 
Sorry, did you say, did you say military, military technology? Military, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so the first satellite was sent uh, by Russian people. Oh, right. So, and, uh, and I suppose we call it Sputnik, and I suppose. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I've heard of Sputnik, and I think we call it Sputnik. Sputnik, yeah, because it's U and U pronounces like A, and we pronounce like U. Yeah. And uh, uh, Gagarin, Yuri Gagarin, uh, the first man in space. Yeah, I've heard of him, yeah. Yes, so there are, I suppose, the most famous uh, maybe controversy between uh, related to inventions is uh, uh, it's Marconi uh, versus Popov. Uh, okay. who, who's invented radio? The radio, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The radio, yeah. And I suppose uh, Marconi and Popov uh, invented it. Uh, independently from each other, and I suppose they didn't even know about it, about each other. Right. So, but now, in I suppose in Western Europe, the common approach is that it was Marconi. Right. And in Russia, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> two uh, totally valid but conflicting accounts, I suppose. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 Uh, but do you know who invented the clockwork radio? Clockwork radio? What is clockwork radio? <laughs> <laughs> I don't so know what it is. <laughs> so if, you, if you've got a radio, right, typically, what mm -hmm. do you have to do to make it work? What do you need in order for it to work? Uh, radio, when, it, when you said radio, you mean radio that I'm listening like. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, of course, of course, we're, we're talking about radio, the actual, the phenomenon of, of sending and receiving radio signals, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going a bit further uh, down the line, I suppose. So yeah, mm -hmm. I'm talking about a little, like the little device, the radio that you, no. you place. Oh, no, I don't know. You need some sort of power source, right? So you need either, you need to either plug it in or you need batteries, mm -hmm. typically. Uh, until the clockwork radio was invented, uh, so essentially you just you just wind it. Ah, yeah, I get it, I get it. And and that then it runs until mm. the wind runs out, and so but you can you can actually listen to the radio. Mm. Uh, I think that was invented by a guy called Trevor Bayliss. I think is his name, Trevor Bayliss, and I think it was quite recent, actually. Mm. Yeah, um, but he was from he was from uh, Britain, I think. Mm. <laughs> I, I had to get I had to get that in. Yeah. So. Uh, Welcome to the English world. Okay, that was me, Owen, uh, talking to one of my favourite students, who I think you'll all agree does a pretty good job of holding a conversation in his second language. Okay, Artyom, Artyom, uh, are you satisfied? Is that is that enough praise? Um. Being involved in the conversation, he does have the possibility of dealing with uh, potential communication problems, uh, which he does by signaling to me that he wasn't following. Uh, for example, when you said radio, you mean at that point, uh, my mind jumped to the related idea of the, uh, the device we used to listen to radio programs, uh, rather than the original use uh, for communication at a distance. So he has the chance there to um, uh, kind of clarify where my thinking has gone um, 
So it may have seemed like this was a language issue, but it's really just a question of my my mind going off on a tangent. Um, and so, you know, even though uh, Artyom does a great job here, and in fact, uh, he drives most of the conversation. Um, certainly, he provides most of the interesting facts and ideas. Um, there are some issues um, with how he uses the language that we can comment on. So first of all, uh, he has a Russian accent. Um, it's not a really strong one, uh, clearly, but um, there are a number of features um, of his speech which kind of differentiate him from me, uh, for example. Um, many of them are not easy to explain and to understand without replaying clips and seeing them written down. So I'm creating an analysis of the conversation, which we're going to share on the website, as I mentioned in the intro to this episode. Uh, you'll be able to find that in the uh, members section. Um, but just an example, we can focus on um, two sounds in particular that um, in this conversation actually did uh, create a bit of confusion for me. I don't know what it was like as a listener. Um, but it's, it refers to the part where Artyom is talking about his decorations for Halloween. Uh, and he makes the comment, um, and some, uh, a skull and some, you know, eyes around it. Now, for me, it wasn't really clear which word he was using intending to use here for me it could have been eyes or it could have been ice and the context didn't really help me in any way and i could have stopped him and said hey uh did you say eyes or ice but um the, the conversation moved on and uh i was left not really knowing which one he was talking about so it, i had an image of uh, perhaps a skull and then some eyes around it um, you know the eyes that you used to see uh, things with, uh, the eyes that are in our in our heads or that would be in a in a skull, or it could have been a skull and then some ice uh, around it. You know to look kind of cold and unfriendly. Um, but really, I wasn't sure. So here, the problem we've got is just one phoneme, ice, and it's the way that Artyom differentiates between the z sound and s sound uh, and eyes is a little bit counterintuitive because it ends with the letter s but the sound is actually a z sound okay so that's just an example of the kind of thing that uh, even though it's just one small sound um, the uh, interference from um, Artyom's uh, native language, his first language, uh, perhaps causes some problems in terms of communication there. Um, and, you know, Artyom clearly likes to push himself and is, is interested in proving this kind of thing, even though it is quite subtle. And actually, when we ask the question, why does Artyom's English not sound like Owen's, um, we typically focus on kind of the more obvious surface issues. Uh, and these usually the kinds of things that can lead to misunderstanding, you know, such as his mispronunciation of um, decorations. He says decorations 
uh, it's very it's a, it's it's one syllable difference but um um one phoneme but uh it could confuse uh, some people um if you were paying attention you may have noticed other more obvious issues um if your grammar is good enough you would have noticed uh, the absence of uh, a few articles um such as when artem say artem says yeah it's a big thing here and I don't have a lot of experience, so I don't know. I have only, you know, I've been here for only for a small period of time. Here he's missing the indefinite article, ah, ah. Um, it should be a short period, a, a short period of time, a short period of time. And if your lexical knowledge or your knowledge of vocabulary is good enough, you will also have noticed a miscollocation. Um, a small period of time should be a short period of time. The words short and long and period of time go together, but not small or large period of time. So um, that's kind of an example of the kind of thing we, we uh, analyze in the extended notes on this, but hopefully that's given you a taster. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed the conversation with Artyom. I hope he, he'll do some more conversations in the future. Um, and um, maybe we can hear a bit more about what it's like to live in Ireland, uh, or perhaps uh, his uh, background uh, in Russia. Anyway, um, we hope you enjoyed the conversation, and why not visit the English Waffle website, englishwaffle.co.uk. You can find quizzes and transcripts. Um, you'll find the transcript to this conversation there as well. Um, and if you can subscribe um, and join as a member, you'll also be able to access uh, more in-depth analysis uh, of this episode and episodes we're going to uh, publish in the future. Okay, so uh, that's it for now. Keep waffling. Welcome to the English Waffle, where we'll talk about random stuff. We'll take you on a journey where you'll find out soon enough that listening to the waffle is an entertaining way of sharing with you foreigners the things that British people say. So join us on the waffle and strap yourselves in For ten whole earth in minutes of English listening